Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading Project Strike Force Exodus by Kevin Lee Swaim. It's 2020. This is our third year doing the podcast, and historically, that's when there starts to become a little more infighting, some drama. So stick around. This might be the year you see our friendship end. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called Project Strike Force Exodus by Kevin Lee Swaim. How's that hit you? I think I'm going to put some like echoes behind you saying Project Strike Force Exodus. Maybe punched up a little bit. Okay, yeah, with like... Uh, Maybe an explosion or two? Maybe. This feels weird. We're having a war now. And we're doing this book. It's almost <laughs> striking me in the moment that this is in poor taste. But we're going to do it because we are... Uh, we're go-getters. Well, we can do it. Before you get into the book, uh-huh. it's the new year. New year, new us. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Welcome back. Ganesh, you were away. You were across the world in uh, India, I think. Oh, I thought you were about to say something offensive. No, 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 no. New decade, new me. This is a nice, Austin. Is that your resolution? Mm-hmm. Be a little bit less spiky. Mm-hmm. That's my resolution last year, too, if you go back and listen to the New Year's episode. <laughs> I think yes, I literally said the exact right. same thing. You're I'm like, trying to be, oh, I'm nicer. Gonna be nicer than Shane and I was nicer. You know what? We had a year. I was definitely nicer. You were a little bit nicer. If towards you go back end, and listen to the old prickly. episodes, towards the end, I got prickly. Yeah. We all got prickly. You got prickly in the summer, too. I had a bad summer and a bad winter. <laughs> I like well, In know? the winter, you just you start talking about death a lot. And honestly, I was worried. It's appropriate. But now you feel baby New Year's life. No, it's still the dead of winter. I want to die. But around springtime, I'll probably come to life. Maybe. You got like two or three good weeks in you. When that smell of hot trash comes down the way, that's when I start to feel, uh, ooh, the world's alive again. Shane, what was your resolution? (laughs) I don't have one. Oh, it was get married. Ah, you're doing it. You're going to get married. I'm going to get married. Boy, if you thought husband number one was cool, husband number two is even better. We're going to have two husbands on this podcast. You're going to be sitting uh, around a couple husbands. Mm. I can invite you to the husband chat. Oh. The the worldwide husband chat. Really? All the husbands in the world have one AOL chat room that we can go in and talk to you about our husband problems. Nothing better than talking to all the men in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not all men. You'd be shocked. uh, Not me. How how many times your name comes up, Austin? Me? Yeah, we're all talking about you. Ah. This this little squirt Austin. Yeah, when's he coming in? We're expecting him any time now. I'm resisting, (laughs) fellas. Well, yeah, it'll be sooner or later. Well, what'd you guys? What'd you guys do on New Year's? I went to your apartment. Why'd you ask? I don't know. You uh, you had us over. I'm just happy to host you guys. Uh, it was lovely. I came to your house. I ate some pasta, and then I got way too drunk, and then I had to leave early because yeah. I got too drunk. You made you a scene. leave early. You left at like two thirty in the morning. That's late. Uh, you made a scene. That, you said? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that sounds like me. Ganesh was throwing fine china against the walls. It was ugly. I didn't break anything. All my wedge woods. <laughs> That's Ganesha's bar for whether or not he was a good guest. I didn't break anything. I didn't break anything. I can remember. I didn't say anything too shocking, I I don't think. You didn't say much at all. You hit the the silent phase of drinking. You just were kind of staring. Yeah. I also, I believe. You're a good listener when you drink. Oh, yeah. You know, that's that's what it was. (laughs) At least you look That was my New Year's resolution. (laughs) Do a better job listening to my friends. Uh, So far succeeding. What do we, uh, what's the name of this book? We're reading a Project book. Do you remember how to Strike do this? Force Exodus. <sighs> I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. Project Strike Force Exodus. Before we read the synopsis, if this is your first episode of Amazon Book Club, where have you been? It's been fucking two years now. Jesus. What we do on this podcast is every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. We read the first page, the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and the last page of the book. And then years pass. And we get a little older. The light dims. That's what this feels like. I forgot how to do all this. Yeah, it's rough. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even have a glass of water near me. Jesus Christ. I'm infecting Shane. I'm going to make him want to die, too. And this is going to be you, Hoss. Hold it down. What's the synopsis of this episode, Ganesha? Okay. Project Strike Force Kevin Lee Swaim. The Office of Threat Management watches over the world. 
But Super Soldier John Frist is exhausted. Frist. Frist. That's a name. Get fristed. When the oats- Frist yourself, fool. Damn, that'd be cool. I would like that. That's a good punchline. Yeah. No, no, punchline. A catchphrase. A catchphrase. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm rusty. I don't know words. When the OTM sends him to Switzerland, it seems too good to be true. It is. Lovely uh, scenery. You've been? No, I've seen uh, jigsaw puzzles. The OTM's contact has been murdered, and John and his teammates become the focus of a manhunt that forces them deep underground. Damn. The OTM director, Eric Wise, suspects the hacking collective Digital Freedom Alliance might be behind it. But why would a group of hackers be so desperate to out a covert American military group? Hmm, I wonder. So many words flying at me right now. Unfortunately, Eric has more on his hands. Nancy Smith is determined to find her mother, even if it means killing and torturing Russian spies. Damn. Gotta and, find your mom. I don't know. I'd probably be like, sorry, mom. This is pretty tough. And... And I don't think I can do it. If that's not enough, Senator Barbara Novak is hell-bent on holding the OTM accountable. Jesus, so many characters. What is this, an expanded universe? Will the OTM find out who's really pulling the strings, or will an old threat plunge the world into all-out nuclear war? Dang, high stakes. This feels we like got it's... a mom, we got nukes, <laughs> we got frist. <laughs> what else we got it cooking in here? That's... The... The hackers? Yeah. Oof. Don't like the sounds of that. Would, would hate to see a parade of hackers marching towards me. Oh, <laughs> come on. Here they come. <laughs> Is this them now? Oh, boy. Look at them go. They are disruptive. Wait, they're doing something different this time, though. Uh-oh. I think they're hacking VR headsets. Oh, how does that sound? I can't even imagine. Oh, there it is. Oh. Boy, that wow. is not what I expected. Well, welcome to the 20s. Man. Uh-huh. That's the future. Okay, there they go. Out the door. See you later. Good luck out there. Don't let the door hit you. Okay, let's jump into the first page of, uh, uh, I think it's, uh, oof, that's, uh, Project Strike Force. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it. 2020. Project Strike Force Exodus. Okay, here we are. This is uh, the first book of a new decade. Uh, page one, chapter one. Are you guys feeling comfortable? Are you eased in from your trips? Are you? I took no trip. Ooh, yeah, you took a trip. You flew somewhere over the break. Uh-uh. Yeah, huh? You flew to Virginia. No, yeah. Oh, our break. Our break. Yeah, I did. Right. I went School's to- break. School's break. <laughs> yeah, it was the eighth grade let out. Yeah, I went to Virginia. It was fine. It's all my family. Flight went well. You told me something happened to you. You got pulled aside. Oh, I got pulled aside. Yeah, the security stopped me and pulled out two big salamis out of my bag. <laughs> Is that what you wanted out of me? Yeah, I don't. I just have questions. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking over text, yeah. and I was busy, you know, enjoying holidays. You didn't have time for that kind of tomfoolery. Me getting <laughs> uh, first for salamis. I was trying to decrease my screen time. You know, <laughs> fair. Yeah, okay. So now, it's like, me too. That's why I bought two salamis. First, <laughs> both hands. Keep them occupied. Well, why? 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 Yeah, I saw salamis for sale. Where? At the mall. <laughs> you hit at the mall before going to the... No, I went to the mall Christmas shopping for my parents the day before Christmas, like any good son does. And as I was shopping, I came upon what looked to be a pop-up uh, Hickory Farms <laughs> sausage store. So it wasn't even like... It wasn't even a real artisanal. store. It was like... No, it was an artisanal <laughs> shrunk wrapped. And also I walked into a storefront that was literally just like an orange tarp that said like salami <laughs> on it. It wasn't even like... <laughs> Were you alone? No, I was, you know, my girlfriend. We walked in. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought, I'm not going to get anything here. What am I walking in here for? Yeah. I have left with a handful of salamis. It's a pretty baller show. I feel like you don't walk into a salami store without intent to buy. I mean, I guess somewhere deep inside my heart, I thought... I'm probably going to get so salami. You see just like normal package <laughs> shrink wrap salami and you're like. It wasn't normal. It was a right, pop was, up. No, but like it was packaged like a normal, like any other store. Like, well, sure. And you were like, yeah. I'll get that. <laughs> Why not? What kind of a salami are you buying? Bear? I don't know. Raw? You're buying uncovered salami. I got a guy. I like to know that the FDA's looked at my salami. You didn't even uh, eat it right then. No, I took it. On, I brought it on an airplane. I got pulled over for it. They stopped me. I went in. They pulled out my salamis. They were like, sorry, sir, just checking your bag. Pulled two salamis. Fine. Put it back in. Went in. Went to the airport. Flight was delayed. Nine hours. Canceled. Had to go home. 
came back the next day. I was searched twice, both times salami set off alarms. Not literal loud alarms, but just the surprise of the handler. What was the expression? Like, have they seen that before? Every time I've interacted with TSA, they seem like they've seen everything a million times before. There's no humor. There's no like, <laughs> sorry, I'm pulling out your salamis. It's literally just dead eyed like. I got to look at these salamis. Yeah, I know that feeling. One time I put a switch. I had my Nintendo Switch in my backpack and I didn't take it out. And they pulled my bag and they were like, you have to take your Nintendo Switch out. Damn. And I was like, so you know what it is. Made to look like like, a fool. I was like, all right. You could be hiding a bomb in that switch. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, jeez. So did you, have you enjoyed the salamis? Oh, I ate them the day I got back. (laughs) I just wanted to enjoy my Virginia salamis in New York. Well earned, I guess. Mm -hmm. Anyway, page one. Of, uh, what is it? Strike Force something? Project Strike Force Exodus. I wish I had a salami to enjoy right now. Zurich, Switzerland. How do you eat it? Do you cut it or you just go in? No, I'm not a psychopath. I cut it. All right. On a cracker? Cheese? I had crackers, yeah. No cheese. All right. And also, I sometimes no crackers, but I never just bit into it, no matter how bad I wanted to. John Frist glanced around the dining room. Shouldn't she be here by now? The woman at the nearby table glanced up from her wine class. A few strands of silver threaded their way through her shoulder-length black hair, and she brushed her fingers around her ear. I'm worried. Valerie Simon whispered into her earpiece. Something's wrong. Val. Yeah, we're close. John inspected his teammate. Valerie had laugh lines around her eyes and cheeks and could pass for late 30s without much effort. The rich blue fabric of her low-cut dress was just tight enough to draw men's eyes to her breasts. Ah, oh, okay. But not so tight as to make her appear wanton. Oh, God. That's she, how I... Uh, that's what you go for. Yeah, I'm wanton. Yeah. That's my style. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's my aesthetic. That's fine. You know your brand. Wanton Shane. Yeah, so they call me on the street. She looked sultry. Madison Avenue. <laughs> she looked sultry, John decided. And it definitely worked for her. He wished he could enjoy it, but it was hard to do when she was involved with the third member of their team. Valerie sat alone at their table, and her eyes occasionally swept the room. Man, if we had unlimited money and could pay for it, I would have that song Valerie playing in the background. How's that go? Valerie. That's all I know. (laughs) I don't think that's a song. Valerie? I've never heard it. It's definitely a song. Google it, dude. It's an Amy Winehouse song. Valerie's girl. Yeah. No, not that one. Valerie. I'll do the karaoke for you. All right. Just that part. Valerie had picked the restaurant Oopfulhammer because of its proximity to Katrina Reinman's hotel, the Floorhof. Didn't even check the Yelp. Mm-mm. Give it a chance. Somebody's got to go there first and give it the first Yelp review. It's be true. that. Be the change you want to see in the also, world. Also, Yelp is bogus because it's all just unhappy people. And also, Yelp makes people pay to like take down bad reviews. It's like extortion. Yeah, Yelp's the fucking mafia. This episode brought to you by Yelp. Fucking, I wish I would suck their dick if they gave me <laughs> even fifty bucks an episode. I'm It'd shameless. To, it's t- we're years in, folks. You I got to see that money. You got a five star suck in you. <laughs> we'll see how they rate me. Anyway, doesn't want that money. Yelp. <laughs> I'll take it all back. 20 bucks. A crisp Jackson. Just one time. Her hotel is close, John said. It's just a quick walk. Dion, are you ready to call it? His earpiece crackled, and their third member, Dion Freeman, said, Another five minutes. John drained the last of his drink and wondered how a beer renowned for the bitterness of the hops. Let me just drain my can. Excuse me, folks. Are you guys drainers? Yeah. Like, no, when we were in college together, you know, uh, I learned something about people that I had never known. What's that? So you used to get dyed Dr. Peppers like all the time. I did. Like 12 pack cans. Correct. And that's good I, for you. It's like I'd find your cans laying all around the house. And that's nothing you? on you. I know how we lived. Right. We all did such things. <laughs> that sounded like an don't attack. Absorb, don't I'm just saying, I'd pick up your can to like, uh-huh. you know, if I felt like cleaning it up. Yeah. And I... No drops left. Yeah. Yeah. Completely dry. Waste yeah. not want. What do you do? You There's leave? always a little tiny drop left and it goes. It like ring. Like if you shake the can, it makes a little noise. You do that? I can't get to the last drop. I've tried. I've tried like turning it completely 90 degrees mm. into my mouth. It won't come out. You gotta shake How it. do you do it? Shake it. You just, yeah. You just gotta just rattle it back and forth a little bit. You shake the last drop? Yeah. Huh? You don't? I don't know how. That's what I'm saying. Anyway. You're not that desperate for that sweet, sweet sugar? If I then, not so much. That reminds me that the, one of my biggest pet peeves, not, I mean, not really a big pet peeve, but a pet peeve of mine for sure okay. is- A lot of clarity on the size of your peeve. Is when people, they leave like just a sliver of drink left. It's enough to like, you have to, you're like, I have to dump this out. Like, I can't just throw this can away. I lived in a house where people were like, you got to finish that. <laughs> did, you, did you grow up in that world where yeah. your parents were like, finish everything on that plate? Yeah. I 
exactly. have a compulsion. That's why I'm fat. I'm fat. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> what were boomers doing, man? I don't get it. I thought it was Imagine a- having a child and being like, eat everything on your plate and drink all this milk. That's a nightmare. Kids were drinking <laughs> milk like it was water. Yeah. Could you imagine having a kid just being like, gotta buy another two gallons of fucking milk to just give my kid? That's fucked up and weird. My parents it would is. be like. Kids should not be drinking milk like that. My parents would be like, there are kids in India that can't eat and they would kill for that small bit of food. And you're just going to what? Throw it in the trash? Yeah, man. I'm no, I'll eat it. I'll eat it. Yeah, that should happen to me too. I was, and then my parents were like, "Why are you getting fat?" I was like, "Dude, you're making me eat all the food you give me, and you're giving me a cup. <laughs> Go of, easy, on and me. you're giving me a cup of fat and drink with it." <laughs> and then there's like ice cream for later. What a fucking weird world <laughs> for a kid. I can't wrap my head around it. Maybe I'm just a piece. I, like at this point, maybe I'm piling on. I think my everybody, my parents tried their best. Like I love them, but also, what the fuck, man? That's fucking weird. I would never have a kid and just be like, "Here's ten cups of dairy." Just good luck. Hope you can shit. <laughs> oh man, I got riled up. Sorry, everybody. I my resolutions right before destroyed. this. Right before this, you were like, "I don't need a therapist." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's what this is for. You're here to absorb my blows. Yelp. I feel you better. That? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Yelp. <laughs> I want that money. <laughs> absorb. <laughs> Oh Lord! I oh, like this energy. But, uh, we're not recording with a laptop today, which is interesting. Yeah, it's free now. Easy. I can see your midsections. Uh huh. We're recording with tin cans. That's amazing. Don't be shy though. If you need this midsection, <laughs> you're getting a good look at what I see every week. Oh yeah, my tit. Oh, I wasn't gonna say that. It's not usually in my vocabulary. What? Let's read the book, please. John drained the last of his drink and oh, wondered how a beer renowned for the bitterness of the hops and the creaminess of the head could taste so off. Then again, the whole world was off. In just a few short years, he had gone from bombing the Red Cross in Fairfax, Virginia. <laughs> what? What? Oh, Frist. Oh, God. Who is this guy? <clears throat> That's John Frist. Timothy McVeigh. To being recruited by the Office of Threat Management. Dion had been part of the team that had captured him and held him prisoner at Guantanamo. I'm sorry, this man is a reformed terrorist who bombed the Red Cross. In Ganesha's hometown of Fairfax, Virginia. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm supposed to root for this guy? This is problematic. But actually, America sucks, so cool. When he closed his eyes. <laughs> Good for you, Frist. Yeah, it doesn't seem that unrealistic to yeah, me. Cool, whatever. When he closed his eyes, he still remembered how they had stuffed him inside the sweltering wooden box and how the smell of his sweat and urine had choked him almost to the point of vomiting. He was in there for five minutes. Mm. Gotta let loose. Mark your zone. Who's on fear? My box. That's that's my box. He shoved the memory down deep and inspected the restaurant. The patrons were drinking and quietly enjoying an early dinner among the dark wood tables and paneled walls. What do they got there? Tilapia? Probably. Identifying the Swiss was easy. I can see it. They were relaxed and smiling. Their clothes were not quite European, but neither were they American. The tourists with their middle-aged and doughy bodies and their brash clothes stood out like a sore thumb. That's us. A man in a dark blue suit glanced at Valerie. The man's eyes lingered just a moment too long on her bosom, but he turned back to his dinner companion, a woman just a shade heavier than Valerie uh, and a touch older. A lot of attention on the uh, body types. Dion was running the operation from a van parked down the street. John. <laughs> fart? <laughs> You're not even going to say it? You acknowledge that you said what? fart. You said fart. <laughs> you said fart. Fart. A van parked down dude. the street. You gotta, we got to stop the podcast. That's the end of the podcast. That's yeah, a, we we got to take it off. Take we it tried. Off it's been three fucking years. Yeah. And yet. And you said fart. And then you just blew past it. Like and it's like, well, how do I even trust you? Or Well, he <laughs> he moved on in the spirit of a fart. <laughs> it metaphor. I'm sorry, Ganesh. I didn't call you out, but it was just so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> to the van. To the fans. You can't just say fart. I feel like I could have probably fixed that in post. But now that it's become a whole thing. Yeah, you make it louder. Replay it slower. Fart. Down the street. Everyone, if you want to write in, <laughs> go ahead. Mm-hmm. And we can call this Fartgate. <laughs> <laughs> this is a controversy is a brewing, all right? We are trying to get ratings. It's sweep season, baby. There's going to be a murder. <laughs> if you don't hit the new year hard, you're nothing. Uh-huh. You know? That's why everyone goes to the gym in January. That's right. We're and good. only the winners mm-hmm. are there in February. Go there in February. And then only the losers keep going in March. Mm-hmm. True. That's right. If you're seen at the gym in March... Faux pas. Yeah. <laughs> Jim after Labor Day? I don't think so. From a van parked down the street. That's right. John, you see anything? John tried not to smirk. Some married guy just gave your girlfriend the once over. A full body massage? 
What's the once over? Uh, threw a bucket of paint on her. A smile flitted across Valerie's face, quickly replaced by the same bored look she had sported for the past 30 minutes. Dion grunted. Funny guy. Do you know what I do to funny guys? Force them to choke down a quart of beer while also checking out your girlfriend? John asked innocently. I just noticed a beautiful woman. It wasn't like I was checking out Val's cleavage. Are you giving both of them <laughs> the same like, voice? Dumb voice. That's what I thought. No, they got two distinctly different <laughs> dumb voices. All right. All right. A couple of unique idiots. John sounds like this, and Dion sounds like this. Oh. You get it? Dion's a little bit uh, deeper. Dion smoked uh, a couple packs in his day. Can we not talk about my cleavage? Valerie whispered. Right. Dion said, let's talk about your asset. John quickly sobered. They weren't in Zurich to sightsee. They were in Switzerland so that Reinman could pass Valerie information about a consortium of oil speculators. This is supposed to be low stakes investigation. You think she's not coming? Did you say that or the book? This is supposed to be a low stakes. This is, hey guys, get, just it's going to ramp up. Valerie sighed. You're right. Something is wrong. It's time to get it done. Dion muttered in his earpiece. The meeting is blown. All right, let's stop there. Oh, is Dion like the leader? What's his deal? He is the eyes outside. And the ears. And John is a former terrorist. Yeah, he's just looking, <laughs> looking for the next Red Cross. <laughs> Which, for some reason, Switzerland seems like that's where that came from. It's like their whole flag. That's, yeah. that's their damn flag. I feel like, wait, well, who's got a bone to pick with the Red Cross? That's rough. Even if you yeah. have political reasons, that's like, leave the Red Cross out of it. It seems to be like, uh, I don't know what happened in the future here. Like, uh, in Is this, this the book. future or the present? I think it's the I future. I think it's now. I think he's just like a dick. Just hates the Red Cross. Well, maybe we'll find out. Ah, when? Oh, now. The 25% mark of Project Strike Force Exodus. This is a series of natural words. of Project Strike Force Exodus. <clears throat> Chicago. Can you Illinois. hear that on the mic? Sorry. Shane just went like he was going to say something. And then I was just thinking if, well, if old uh, Billy Shakespeare ever wrote Strike Force, the yeah. word out. Mm-hmm. It's in Hamlet. I know you Shakespeare, bud. Chicago, Illinois. Lila tossed and turned on her narrow bed. The sheets were like sandpaper against her skin. And the room was so cold it made her teeth ache. This is a Motel 8. Motel 6. Imagine staying at a Motel 4. No matter which way she positioned herself, sleep simply would not come. I can't believe we're not releasing the video. Patrick had been so adamant, but surely he was too cautious. The public still tolerated two wars and countless operations in the Middle East. But if they found out that Americans were operating in Europe, the people would howl for answers. Aren't they? I figured they were. Yeah. I assume they're everywhere. Everywhere. They got their hands on all the little I think one of you guys might be a fucking narc. Oh, yeah? yeah. Which one? Well, you know. Ganesh? Yeah. You'd think I'm in cahoots. You do have a nice haircut. Yeah. With the government. The high and tight. <laughs> Plus, you're always cleaning your rifle. <laughs> That's just, you know, the things start to add up. Troubled past. Combat boots. Yeah. Plus, you're ripped. Can't hear it on the podcast, but this Very guy, true. he's torn a tight teen. I often go to bars and enter arm wrestling contests. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like whether they're willing or unwilling. And I break their arms. Mm-hmm. Give me that hand. Well, you're a tough guy. Yeah. It's initially what attracted me to you. <laughs> But it's become concerning, the especially time, since you started taking steroids. It's the rough. first time I ever saw you, Ganesh, I was like, this guy has got a lot on his mind. <laughs> <laughs> really? I was like, this guy hasn't uh, doesn't have any thoughts. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle is probably true. Big aviator sunglasses, hair sitting a foot high off of his head, mm-hmm. big flat top haircut, yep. oh, yeah. carrying a massive uh, recliner. Yeah, awful. That recliner is well past its due date and hung around for like five years. It was a very comfortable chair. Not on the ice. Anyway, look it at us now. stained. <laughs> Heavily stained. I don't even want to know what you did on that. You know. Back when you were Ganesh the pervert CC's manager. I'm still a pervert. <laughs> yeah, but now I you moved have moved on from CC's. Now, now you've got a nice haircut and a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Ties the whole thing together. In Italian shoes. <laughs> 
All right, five, four, three, two, one. She continued tossing and turning, but finally gave up on sleep. It was nearly three in the morning when she finally climbed out of bed, wrapped the blanket around her shoulders, and searched the refrigerator in the kitchen. Mm, Velveeta. <laughs> My late night Velveeta. Put me to sleep, Bell. Vita. Two slices of day-old mushroom pizza and a can of Red Bull later. Oh, no. She parked herself back in front of the computer. 15 years old. We're missing a perfect opportunity, she muttered. She checked Patrick's Skype account, but he was still offline. Damn it. She needed to talk to him again. The video would stir the public. There was little chance they would have the time to investigate the DFA. Plus, she knew what she was doing. She could release it anonymously. What do you think the video is of? Uh, I don't know, but they hacked it. I think there's some the kind of war crime. This is like a like a, a whistleblower. Sounds like to me. Oh, you can see it, a Chelsea Manning, if you will. But what do you think the video is of? I think it's of uh, Dion getting fristed. Maybe it's just frist in front of a camera. Buffalo Bill in it. Yeah, <laughs> I could. You know, I, I'd like to see that. She's like, I gotta take this sucker down. She sat down, wrapped the blanket around her, and logged into her favorite MMORPG. Oh. Well, I can't do any hacking. I'm just going to grind a little. <laughs> <laughs> just going to hop on the failed Star Wars Old Republic. But logged out after checking her character's training queue. She tried to catch up on her email, but her concentration was shot. A quick search of her favorite hacker sites kept her busy for an hour. Hacker.biz, hacker.gov. Hacker today. Mm -hmm. She was especially intrigued by people's responses to the Bank of America document dump. The DFA or heroes wrote funny bitch 134. Damn, how'd they get your screen name? <laughs> <laughs> An infamous hacker from Finland, Snatchwax, posted the bank's leaders were panicking and that history would show that the dump was the beginning of the end for them. Oh, heard that sentence before. <laughs> <laughs> the dump to end all dumps. Uh -huh. She wished that were true. That's when it all went downhill. That dump. But after watching the man ride the drone to the ground, she felt the Bank of America dump was inconsequential. That's cool. Post buried on the site echoed her own thoughts. The post is as follows. The rich and powerful will never willingly surrender. The people must rise up and demand change. That's true. There are so few of them and so many of us. Now is the time. That's cool. If we don't do something soon, they will be so thoroughly protected that change becomes impossible. We must act now before it's too late. Imagine Hitler's Third Reich ruling for a thousand years. Damn, this is accurate. What website is this? <laughs> this is AustinHanna.net. <laughs> how'd, how'd you guys get my account? <laughs> A-S-T-N-H-N-N-H -N -N -H on Twitter. She played the video from Switzerland again. The man jumped from the hospital window and fell to the earth. The U.S. can't be allowed to get away with this. It's evil. Before she could stop herself, she uploaded the video to the DFA's favorite hacker site, undergroundrising.net. Yes. Finally. That's, update my bookmarks. That's pretty searchable. Yeah. You gotta get on the dark web for the real stuff. Like in the Matrix, he's just talking in, I don't know what he's using. Yeah. Nerds.geocities.com. <laughs> yeah. Explaining the man in the video had murdered Klaus Holzinger. We can't wait any longer. He was a real Klaus hole, huh? She muttered. Once this hits, we'll see real change. It means cat hole. <laughs> it's better this way. Patrick will understand. Yeah. Well, all right. Do you think they're exposing Frist? What is, what's the relationship here? I bet Frist is in the ODM or o, ODB or whatever are WA. financed by the banks. Mm, you think? Hmm. I don't know what, well, I don't know what to make of it. Who's good? Who's bad? Well, we'll find out, I guess. Are we reading more? <laughs> are we done? You kind of paused like we were done. Well, it was the end of a section, but I feel like I want to read a little bit more. Hey, I won't stop you. All right. Cut to Washington, D.C. That's not it. That's not DC. That's not DC. Senator Barbara Novak fumed as she rode the electric tram under the busy streets. The air in the tunnel smelled of mildew and ozone. She'd initially balked at using it, but after countless wackos had mailed her everything from bags of dog waste to an envelope containing what the FBI had finally assured her was only talcum powder. For your baby. She had started taking the death threats seriously. It's not a threat. It's nice. Didn't talcum powder give people cancer or something? It, That's bad. You don't want that. It's not good. Uh-uh. You definitely don't want that around your baby. Who was mailing all those people powders? Me. <laughs> it was me. Remember I was, that? I was 13 years old. <laughs> and I found some powders. I thought Tom Brokaw might want to see this. 
My representative needs to see this powder. Get this on the news. Check out this powder. I'm just doing my civic duty. Tastes good. Sweet. Sharing my little powders. Never an extreme of rabble rousers want to see me out of office or worse. They hit the Senate's liberal ice princess. The tram lurched to a halt. Her assistant, Walter Brandau, waited for her under the Senate building. He was thin, almost abnormally so, and she clucked her tongue. Walter, she said. (laughs) As you do. As the Capitol Police checked her identification. That's the clocker. You need to eat a bowl of pasta or a sandwich, for God's sake. You're wasting away to nothing. (laughs) Brandau rolled his eyes. Uh, Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Jesus. Igor. Good working relationship. (laughs) Yeah, this is healthy, normal stuff. She turned her glare on the officer, still inspecting her ID. Is this necessary? You know my face by now, Glenn? The man glanced up from the card. Just doing my job, Senator. I'm not Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how about you do your job a little faster? The man kept his face carefully neutral and handed her the card. You're cleared, Senator. Have a great day. Ooh, I don't like that tone in his voice. Uh She grunted and stepped through the checkpoint. That's just Glenn. He did that slow enough to irritate me, but not slow enough that I could complain. I'll bet Glenn is a Republican. What's on today's agenda? Walter. He's a security guard, so. So who knows? It could be anything. You need to clear your day, Brando said. I've already started canceling appointments. Walter was usually the calmest person in the room, but she noticed the dark stains under his armpits and the sweat trickling from his brow. You, what's wrong with you? What are these? You stink fuck. (laughs) Get out of my sight. That's politics, baby. (laughs) What's happened? A video was released early this morning. You need to get ahead of it. Oh, great. I'd love to hear what the video is. She hurried she's after her it. aid. She's in it, you think? You know what she's doing? Huh. She's picking her boogers and eating it. Damn, that's relatable. The votes <laughs> go up. <laughs> that's real America. We're putting her in office. They're like, hell yeah. Yeah. Boogers, boogers, boogers. She hurried after her aide, unused to following her staffer madly through the halls of the Senate. What kind of video? You'll see. She wondered what new horrors AQ had committed. Another beheading? Brandau shook his head and picked AQ, up the is pace. That like Al-Qaeda? And picked up the pace as he led her to her office. It's hard to explain. You'll just have to watch for yourself. Hers was the second biggest office in the Capitol, a perk of being the Senate Minority Leader, and only slightly smaller than her previous Senate Majority Leader office. Damn, the midterms were rough on the Democrats. But the recent elections had shifted the balance of power, and she had been evicted the day after the elections. Mm-mm-mm. What is she, like Nancy Pelosi? Is that right? Is that what they're aiming for here? Maybe not. This would be like the Paul Ryan of the last uh, midterms. He got he moved from majority to minority, and then he quit. Then he left. But he wasn't. A, he wasn't a senator. Was he a senator? He's a congressman. Well, there's senate in the house. All right, we got to take this offline. This is embarrassing to not know this stuff. I think it's okay <laughs> to not know that much about Paul Ryan. I know a lot about him. He can lift weights. Yeah. What's his favorite color? And Rand. It checks out. Moving defeated Sanders out of newly elected Sanders is the only thing they do quickly in this town. Oh, Senate. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought it was a Congress. Senate is part of the Congress. This is shameful. This is a <sighs> sad day for the podcast. <laughs> I know how it works. You, never, you ever just look there's at the Senate news. and there's a House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell is a senator. Nancy Pelosi is a representative. I, I got told it. you guys I was trying to cut back on my screen time. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Trying to cut back on everything time, too. C-SPAN. Is that a... A flat zero for He's you. trying to close myself in a dark room. Mm. They entered the inner chambers of her office and Brandau waved the other staffers out. As her staff members filed out, they cast worried glances their way. Brandau sat at her desk and hit play on the video clip on his laptop. She watched as the man threw the hospital equipment through the window, then jumped. His descent slowed only by the drone he clutched. The man slammed into the pavement, then a transit van slid to a halt. A woman helped the man into the van and they sped off. I keep hearing about this mythical man who tackled Frist. a drone. Is it Frist? Probably. I Damn. bet the hospital was the Red Cross. Frist, you son of a bitch. You can't keep yourself away from those hospitals. What the hell is that? Wait, let's stop. Let's slow. I want to know. Let's, okay, fine. What's your first impression? Brandau asked. Is Adam's apple bobbing up and down? Unappealing. I'm not in the mood, Walter. What is this? Footage from Zurich. It was released on a hacker's forum this morning, and it's spreading like wildfire. They claim it's an operative. Who's claiming that? The Digital Freedom Alliance. The DFA? Don't they hack banks? Brando shrugged. Maybe their priorities have changed. She stood and walked around her desk. This was in Switzerland? Could it be true? There are confirmed reports from Zurich. There was a bombing, and a man did die. Have they identified the victim? Yeah, Klaus Holzinger. <gasps> Cat hole. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Holzinger. He's, Good, man. he's the CEO of... Dinosaur. I met him once at a gala in Munich. Why would anyone want him dead? Not even the CEO. Mm-mm. 
It's another C-suite guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop there. Ah, okay. Was that 25%? Yep. So it's going to be a six hour long episode. No. Whew. Oh, I don't know who to believe. I'm going to take a wild swing at it and say we're jumping into the 50% mark of uh, Strike Dinosaur Force. Fuck it. What? Dynamax. Get out of here. the 50% mark of Project Strike Force Exodus. Mildenhall, England. You know it? Familiar? That's where I grew up. John woke to the sound of arguing in the other room. There was crust in his eyes, and his mouth felt like someone had stuffed a dirty cloth in it. And they had. He stood and stumbled to the latrine, passing the room where Dion and Valerie hunched over a laptop, clearly in a heated argument. He tried to make sense of their conversation, but the pressing need in his bladder made it hard to concentrate. He's gotta go. They're like, bam, John, you look great tackling that drone and riding it down to the earth. Love this video. By the time he made it into the bathroom and locked the door, he thought his bladder might actually burst. Keep it in, bud. When he finally let loose into the porcelain bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a pee scene on this <laughs> podcast, have we? Yeah, yeah. No, I will say. Too many authors shy away from explicitly describing a man blasting his pee into a toilet bowl. <laughs> it's that's that's strike force exodus. That's <laughs> <laughs> Put the exodus in this. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Frist. So when he More like pissed. Oh. When he finally let loose in the porcelain bowl, he Sorry, was shocked down. to see his urine was bright red. <laughs> smoky red. Smoky Smoky's even worse. Oh, Tabasco. Am I pissing blood? Uh-uh. It's Kool-Aid. That meant his kidneys had suffered damage either from the fall from the hospital window Oops. or from the fight at the border. Damn, the border. You don't want to be mixing it up at the border, no matter which border it is. You know why they call them the kidneys? Because mm. you're not supposed to hit them or you'll pee blood. That's why they call them that. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Clearly. I don't <laughs> make the rules. He finished. The doctors don't either. Zipped up, then washed his hands in the sink while staring at himself in the mirror. His eyes were bloodshot and he looked like he was coming off a serious bender. Stubble peppered his face. That sweet, sexy face. Looking hot as hell. And he noticed more gray hairs than he had just a few months before. Stress. So he didn't clean himself off off after the pissing blood jumping out of the window. I he just went straight to bed. <laughs> like, I'll tucker me out. Is Catch it, you guys in the morning. Is it normal to have gray in your beard before you're 30? It's for Shane, yeah. The nagging ache throughout <laughs> his body bothered him more. It had been getting worse every month, but now it felt like it was getting worse every day. Shane, how do you feel about going gray? I Am I? Like, I feel like it makes you look <laughs> dignified. You're doing it in a good way. My beard is has a lot of white going you got on. Character, character in a way that me and Ganesh don't have. Yeah, and you're. I, I at least have skin color. What do you have going for you? I, I didn't say that you have less character than me. Shane has the most in terms of his look. I look at Shane. I'm like, man, you guys seen some stuff. And you got the swoopy thing with your hair. Beautiful. Oh yeah, I'm looking good right now. Yeah. I've worn a hat all day long. Talking swoopy things. Ganesh has been rocking the Superman lately with the little. Oh yeah. At, the, at New Year's Eve, you debuted the one curl down on the forehead, and I was like, man, you're either you're somewhere between <laughs> Superman and Papa John. <laughs> <laughs> You got the sweat of Papa, <laughs> but the charisma of, of uh, Papa. Cal, well, a Dean, Cal a Dean Kane, <laughs> Dean more Kane. like. <laughs> no offense. You're a Dean. You're the Indian Dean Kane, Papa John, bastard baby. Okay, that's and I mean that in the nicest way possible. You know, that seems rude, <laughs> but yeah, it seems rude. Cool, I'm the worst uh, uh, on Superman. Its, on its face, it seems rude. No, no, Brandon Ruth is the worst Superman. Yeah, oh, yeah I forgot about him. Um, you're a perfectly mediocre Superman. <laughs> right down the middle. You're a TV Superman. You're no Christopher Reeve, but look how it ended up for him. <laughs> Dean Cain's doing fine. So I haven't grown out my facial hair in a, like a, probably like a year. Yeah. You look good. But do you see my big white patch? Yeah, you're all over. You look rugged, man. Yeah, it's what happened to you? I don't know. It's everywhere. It looks good, though. It's like noticeable from afar. I was on a video call at work mm -hmm. on the little screen. I was like sitting probably, you know, 10 feet back in a room. Ooh, I bet you command the respect of your peers. It more. shows up true. on screen yeah. now. Yeah. Damn. And I was like, fuck. People like, have to listen to you now. I That's agree. When I see rule. young people with gray flex, I'm like, there's something good about this guy. There's something I trust about him. He's been around the block. Yeah. I haven't. That's how I feel about Shane. Yeah. It's like a father figure. Yeah. He is. Something motherly as well. Yeah. Mother figure. Uh -huh. yeah. Figure. Right. Figure. <laughs> <laughs> I 
enough. Enough. I'm Mommy Daddy. In that order. Shane's new canon nickname, Mommy Daddy. On top of that, his bicep throbbed where the doctors in Rammstein had sewed him up. The band? <laughs> Damn. Do. Do us. Do us, bitch. Please. Is that what the keyboardist <laughs> called himself? The doctor? Uh-huh. There's okay. two of them playing one board. Really? That's why it's the doctor's plural. Sheet. Weariness had settled in his bones, and he wanted nothing more than to go back to his cot and sack out for another eight hours. Is that what you call it? <laughs> hey, fellas. Yes. Knock before you come in. I'm sacking out in here. <laughs> Don't mind me. And it's exactly what you think. Uh-huh. I can't. Something has happened. That's probably why Dion is arguing with Eric. Not only was he exhausted, but his prosthetic was killing him. He raised his pant leg and inspected it. Um, Damn. All right, let's take guesses. What's it going to be? What's what going to be? The prosthetic. A leg, you just said. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a toe. My prosthetic. My prosthetic index toe. It's vanity. <laughs> I just didn't feel complete without my 10th toe. <laughs> The skin around the implant was an angry red. I'm like a it sandals was, guy. <laughs> hey, the flip-flops are loose without that toe. I need something to hold the, the thong. <laughs> this is falling off. Uh, the skin around the implant was an angry red like it was infected. He touched it and a needle-like stabbing pain made him wince. Oh, this makes me want to barf. <laughs> God. Yep, it's still gone. By the time he made his way to the conference room, Dion had ended the call and was busily pointing to an aerial photo on the projection screen against the far wall. Who's busy pointing? It's very passive. Hey, get busy pointing or get busy dying. Don't interrupt me pointing. Thinking really hard about this. Taylor Martin and Bill Burton sat next to Valerie and they grinned when he shut the door behind them. Got you a coffee, Martin said, pointing to a cup in front of an empty chair. John slid gingerly into the seat and picked up the cup, taking a long swig of the scalding hot coffee. Thanks, T.M. Long swig of scalding mm, hot coffee. I wanted mocha. Say Jack. John. Say John. You look like shit. Same thing. Call back. Burton said. Nah. Martin said. Shit's browner. Maybe squishier. The clown show is over, Dion bellowed. We got work to do. How are you feeling, John? Is it too early for retirement? Boy, nay none of us uh, here's getting uh, to retire. Excuse me. Whoa! <laughs> but take it down a notch. Right? Where they got? Where they picked this guy up from? <laughs> the <laughs> fucking plains of Oklahoma <laughs> from eighteen eighty-four. Dial it back, plunk. He pointed to Valerie. Except for maybe her. She's probably going to uh, dump Dion. Uh, sorry, ass. Get her uh, a young stud. Maybe uh, wind up on a beach. This guy's synapses are firing irregularly. Dion glared at Burton. Steel Jaw says a good name for that guy. The big. Burton. Steeljaw says Red Man thinks he's funny, but he's the only one. Burton smiled and spat a wad of juice into his paper cup. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm underappreciated in my time. Dion shook his head. I'd appreciate you more if you'd let John speak. Even though he felt terrible, John forced himself to grin. I'm hanging in there. Just give me the order. Valerie was watching with fierce intensity. If you're not feeling up to this, tell us now. We can get you back to Area 51 so the docs can give you a checkup. Whoa, Area 51. I know that area. That's a cool area. He considered taking the opportunity to see his girlfriend, Kara. Chantress with a, a K. As a girlfriend? Yeah, Kara with a K. Kara. Kara, sorry. My mistake. It's a family name. Back at the base, he might catch at least a few hours with her, or maybe a night in her bed. Ooh, is she an alien? She lives in Area 51. His heart warmed at the thought, and for a moment, he wondered if he could wind up with a girl like Kara. Let's stop there. I didn't think John Frist was the kind of guy to get wrapped up in feelings. I thought he was a hard-nosed, battle-born... Domestic terrorist. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He hit the dating scene. (laughs) He's on the apps. They have a cool video of him doing some shit with a drone, so... that's pretty cool. His handle is Droner. The Drone Tackler. Uh, okay, that's it. What's that? 50? 75 coming up? Let's read the mm-hmm. 75% mark of... Project You're still unsure. I have to look at it every time. Project Strike Force Exodus. What do you have, Dewey? Karen asked. Dewey pointed to the monitor on his desk. Well, Dewey. Who's Dewey? Yeah, Dewey can't be an adult, right? 
I was able to trace the post with the financial information. Call me Do. It was routed through a Tor server, but since I had already hacked a bunch of them, it didn't take long to work my way through the rest of the service in the network. Dewey's a hacker. I get it. That's a good hacker name. Oh, for a baby hacker? Baby hackers. Oh, that, that's a that's movie. That's an idea. Put that in our back pocket. What about the last post? Did you get anything on the, on it? And get David Arquette to play Dewey. Yes. Or the voice of Dewey. I'm thinking like a look who's talking thing. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, saying David sure. Arquette because he's Dewey in Scream. Oh, that's an interesting connection. I didn't know his character's name in Scream. Haven't thought about David Arquette in a while. Dewey scratching his goatee. I'm all for it. Dewey's got a goatee. He's now a hacker. That, now that's a baby. It's weird, Karen. It's like it's two entirely different groups of people. Maybe it is, Karen said. What'd you find? It came from Dallas. <laughs> Oh, man. I want that as a ringtone. You saying it came from Dallas like that. It came from Dallas. <laughs> he handed her a piece of paper. There's the address. This voice. It's Where's a, this been? It's, it's been like 100 episodes. It's this a Frontier cable modem registered to a middle-aged couple named Fancher. I hacked their router. Fancher. I hacked their router. Lower pass Fancher. What a piece of junk. <laughs> Humble. Did you know that the old Lynx is firmware? Get to the point, Dewey. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dewey. Jeez, don't you care about the details? I'm sorry, miss. Anyway, I put a sniffer on their router. It's serving out IPs to a handful of devices. Uh, a couple of devices? Like what? Speak English, Dewey. Dewey, come on, for the layman. A couple of Kindles. Uh, two Dell computers. A smart that, toaster. That sounds like our podcast setup. Oh, that's what happened. That keep trying to phone back to dead.com. There's also traffic from a Linux server. That's your target. Karen sighed. Don't you think the Fanchers are behind this? The Dewey chuckled. <laughs> Based on their Facebook pages, they aren't tech people. No, someone hacked their WAP. It could be anyone within a few blocks. Dewey sounds like he's making this all up. Unless they're using an external antenna. I've got a really cool design. For a Yagi antenna that can intercept a WAP signal from 20 miles away. You're telling me <laughs> that it could be anywhere within a 20 mile radius of this address? Karen asked. Seems pretty close. Shaking the paper in her hand. Well, that's unlikely, but I'd like to extend the search for at least a five mile radius. This is good work, there's Dewey. A, there's a couple times in the past of you reading stuff where I'm like, this is the role he's born to play. Yeah, this but is it. This trumps all that. You were born to play Hacker Dewey. I can't believe this voice has been hidden somewhere inside you for all these episodes. I'm happy for it. That should be a main, that's a main roster voice. This is good work, Dewey. You got plenty of voices that are worse than that one. Let's put it that way. Not really. It'll be good work when I track uh, back the last release. Hey, did you look through it? I mean, did you really look through it? What? <laughs> Why do you ask? Dewey frowned. You're in it. You and Brad. What are you talking about, Karen? This, this conversation is insane. This woman is incredulous about everything that Dewey's saying. <laughs> Karen. And, he's, and he responds with calm, yeah. just a, you know, a zen demeanor. He's a professional. Karen and Brad Kincaid. Aren't those your cover names? Yes. I guess I hadn't gotten that far yet. He listed your apartment in Vegas. Didn't you see that? There were over 1,000 names on that list. I've been too busy. Dewey blinked and said, people know where you live. Damn, Dewey, it's ice cold. <laughs> With all the excitement, she had yet to analyze the entire list, but the realization finally sank in. Oh, I can't go back. Oh my god, I can't go back. What about your stuff? Dewey asked. I'll have to leave it. <laughs> what about my stuff, Dewey? Ah, fuck, I didn't think about my stuff. I've got, I've got to call Brad. You hear what you're telling me, Dewey? It isn't Brad on deployment in Iraq? I forgot. Uh, yes, Karen said. What of it? How am I going to tell him? Just tell him that someone figured out your secret OTM cover identity and that there's no telling who might be watching your apartment. She felt sick to her stomach. My wedding dress is in our apartment. Well, <laughs> say goodbye. So they're like top secret agents and someone's gonna like break in and steal her wedding dress. Yeah, we got it. We got yeah. it. If you ever want to see your wedding dress again, you'll give us the details. Well, at least you have a cover identity. Dewey said. She blinked. She was so panicked that she had forgotten Dewey might have his own concerns. You're safe, Dewey. No one can reach you down here. Yeah. Oh, in my basement. Yeah, great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find that last data leak, I promise. Thanks, Dewey. She left him to his work and returned to the war room. Once inside, she searched for Todd Clark. Hool, the sergeant on duty, <laughs> told her that... Who? 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 Clark had just left, and she bit her tongue. <laughs> the phone call with Eric was going to be hard enough. Damn. Dewey and Hool. That's the, uh, oh, that's the Jason Statham rock crossover breakout uh, that comes from this. I can see. That's it. great. Damn. Man, that was good. That was a good voice. I'm feeling good after that. I think we need, you need to be celebrated for that, Ganesha. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here they, there's the appreciative crowd. Yes, as polite. It's a very polite theater 
of a, a pushy force. You might almost call it a golf, a, a golf clap. A, a series a of golf claps. golf clap. But soon might crescendo into a war. Well, here yeah, there it is. That's it. It's our, you know, our favorite triangle parade. Oh, is oh these guys. Back. I really wish that these would respond to our complaints. Well, they go hand in hand with the golf clap. Ay, ay, ay. This is disgusting. Boy, it's a sharp noise. I don't like to see games celebrated like this. Let's get them out of here. Okay, well, they're out. And now Uh-oh. the triangle people have put down their triangles. They're screaming. They're oh, howling like wolves. But it's okay. They'll figure it out. That's, Let's get out of here. Yeah, that's unsettling. How you yeah, feeling, Ganesh? Just about done. No, we have one more section to go and many more sound effects to burn through. Here comes the last page of Project Strike Force. Oh yeah, this is it. I feel like there's been every page has had new characters. Am I right? Maybe it's an anthology. <laughs> this is a series of short stories that are loosely connected. This is the last page of Project Exodus Strike Force, or fuck, I got it backwards. I'll never get it. That's the end. I blew it. My last chance to get it right, and I didn't do it. Well, if you love new characters, you're going to love this. Ah, uh, I don't. It actually kind of fucks up the podcast, but <laughs> let's see what happens. Denver National Airport. Denver. Oh, this is a setting. Mm-hmm. That's his name. I'm Detective Denver National Airport. <laughs> And you're under arrest, Frist. I'm huge. Big airport. Clark gave the bathroom a cursory inspection, then knocked on the farthest door. Greg Hicks opened the door and waved him in. Oh, Greg Hicks. We have got to stop meeting like this, <laughs> Hicks said with a smile. He wore blue jeans, a red plaid shirt, and a Bass Pro Shop hat. Whoa. I'm just in here to piss. It's not a peeing scene. <laughs> Mind if we share a bowl? <laughs> <laughs> How polite. You mind? You mind? What'd you do in this county? Let's go for the environment. All, the All these other bowls got these are stuff o- in these them. These are occupied. <laughs> these ones are full. <laughs> They're filled up. Want to go halfsies on this one? <laughs> go halfsies on this bowl. Want to <laughs> tag team this bowl? Let's do this one together. You want to paint this bowl, bud? <laughs> Get it out. This is foul. Oh, I was down this Uh-oh. bowl with me. What's that? Huh? Clark wanted to tell the leader of the Order of the Dancing Bones. Ooh, wow. That's yeah. a cool name. Where's she been? To go screw himself, but shook his head. How could you joke at a time like this? Oh, we go on, Hicks said. Frankly, I'm surprised we're not all radioactive ash. The OTM got lucky, Clark said. I read your report, Hicks said. Sounds like... Eric put his trust in the right man. He risked the entire world on a killer. It turned out rather well. So Frist did it. He did the job of did he something. I think he set off a nuke. Yeah. Hey, got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you want to nuke this bowl with me, bud? <laughs> <laughs> got to detonate together. Dropping fat man a little boy over here. Why is his ability to make the right calls impressive? Clark felt like you might vomit. You really thought he was going to screw the pooch, didn't you? My God, Greg, how could you? Well, what about the nanotech? Hicks asked. What about it? Buried under the mountain. And the new strike force tech? You don't need a mountain to bury nanotech. It's yeah. already small. Toss in a pile of leaves. Elliot is already working <laughs> on it. Take it out the trash. Clark said. Dion Freeman is Eric's new candidate. Freeman's a good choice. Hicks said thoughtfully. I recall Dion Freeman. I'm still worried about the project. So am I. And he meant it. The OTM faced more threats than ever, but a genetically modified super soldier chilled him to the bone. Me too. I don't like the sounds of that. Were you actually ready to make the call? Were you ready to unleash the weapon? Hicks asked quietly. With a small cough. (laughs) Sorry, I got a little tickle in my throat. What if I commanded you to unleash the virus and kill the entire OTM? Who would have stopped the bombs? Uh, I don't know. That's what's terrifying. Hicks said. The more information you have, the less clear things appear. Our math is so sophisticated, but it's no match for the real world. Sometimes we have to have faith. Faith? You risked everything for faith? Hicks smiled again. <laughs> you gotta have faith. Sometimes. Sometimes. Are you doing Limp Biscuit or are you doing... Uh, I was doing George Michael, but George I'd be Michael. persuaded to do Limp Biscuit. Oh, yeah? That kind of faith. Imagine a world where that was possible. Fred Durst screaming, you gotta have faith. And it was... Like the most popular song in the country. <laughs> Everybody was like, yes. They're like, all right. Remember the good version of this? Here's a cover that's way worse. <laughs> I'm 
we're all going to listen to it and drink Red Bull. Sometimes faith is all we have left. I don't think Limp Bizkit fans are Red Bull drinkers. What are they? Monster what? energy drinkers. Oh, yeah, monster. that's true. Very well, true. You think Red Bull's classier? You, you, it is. They're, not drinking, is classier. they're not drinking monster. It's not classier. It's just for a, like a different kind of douche. You're way off. They're not drinking monster. They're, they're drinking sparks. They're drinking balls. Oh. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> that's who balls is for. You, why are you separating yourself from the Limp Bizkit fans, Austin? I'm not a fan. I'm uh, an admirer without being a fan. I will proudly say that I am a Limp Bizkit fan. Oh, God. I don't believe it. A fan implies that you're, like, keeping up with them and are like, what's Limp Bizkit up to? Yeah. I'm not doing that. Are you going to go see Fred Durst's, like, movies? They're bad. Mr. No, fan. I won't go see it. But I, that's that's not true. You can be, like, if you were, like, a fan of Journey back in the day, if you still listen to their older stuff now, you're still a Journey fan. But you I don't listen it. to Limp Bizkit, do you? Every once in a while, sure. I'll I, put on well, I suppose that's the difference between you and me. They stared at each other, and Clark finally asked, what do we do now? All right, we go back to the OTM, serve your country. What about you? What are you going to do? What I've always done. Not serve my country. The math? I hide. The math. Hicks acknowledged. And what if the math turns against the OTM and you lose faith? Hicks frowned, and for the first time since Clark had met the man, Hicks looked uh, less like a math genius with all the answers and more like a worn out man trying to make sense of a confusing world. I never thought of that. You removed a canister from Area 51 and planted it in the new command center? Fuck it. Why not? Let's give it a shot. <laughs> Clark nodded. <laughs> yeah. I don't really, it's just, it's good for the ambiance. Yeah, we haven't tried this before. <laughs> Could be good. You know, I think this is missing. The uh, canister. How about you go grab that? We'll see how it, uh, how it sits with everybody. Give me that 51 canister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Clark nodded. Well, then you have your answer. Hicks said, opening the door and exiting the stall. I forgot they're in a bathroom. <laughs> Everybody's just peeing in every scene of this book. It's a long pee. He made his way to the row of sinks, stuck his hands under the spout, and washed them under the flowing water. Do your job, Todd, now do mine. Gotta start with the soap first. Humanity depends on it. The thought made Sergeant Todd Clark's blood run cold. Who? All right. Well, <laughs> the end. The end. Man. Can't say I had a handle on that one. That was a weird book to break up into small little parts like <laughs> nobody. Everybody was new every page, which in some ways I appreciate because it makes Ganesh do a lot of voices. True. This revealed the inner Dewey. Yeah, we got Dewey out of this one. This might have been your most uh, voices per book stat line. Mm, that's tough. We're gonna have to run the numbers on that one. Ganesh, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a lot of voices. I was impressed with them all. Man, that book was weird. I mean, it was interesting. There was some action, but nothing really connected there for me. There must have been something with, like, the hacker yeah, and the stuff. And, you know, they got the canister. Starting our third year It doesn't strong. matter. I wanted to start off with, a, like, a slow ball. You know, like a, just like a, a slow ball. Like That's a, not even a thing people say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a soft a soft ball, I think. Uh, a soft <laughs> underhand pitch. Soft, mm, a soft yeah. ball. Yeah. That's a common... Right. Vernacular. I like uh, slow ball actually. Yeah, I just wanted to throw yeah, the ball's going slow. slow. <laughs> I was, I'm gonna roll it to him. Well, yeah, that was a softball, all right. Too soft, maybe, but I had fun. All right, well, who would you cast as Frist? Frist, Let's get the big guy out first. I'm imagining like a Dolph Lundgren. That's pretty. That's I a, feel like a, he's a, that's a bit too trim. I think he's like a husky guy. Okay, who are we thinking? Michael Cheekless. Oh, Michael, you're thinking he's got bulk. I think he's like an older guy. He's center yeah. of mass. This he's guy played, he rode football. a fucking drone to the ground safely. I feel like that means he has to be kind of limber and agile as opposed to yeah. heavy. But what are you thinking? He's, come on. I mean, my gut's telling me he's like a Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible type that's fair. character. That's actually fair. That's probably what I would cast him as. And also, Tom Cruise is small enough to actually fit on a he drone. He would fly, yeah. fly away. He would. <laughs> there he goes. Caught in the breeze. Okay, yeah. Who's playing Sweet Dewey? I'll tell you who. DJ Qualls. Oh! But did you hear that? That's the Qualls air horn. Oh! <laughs> there he goes. Uh-oh. <laughs> that EDM music's coming in. Oh, man. Qualls, 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 Qualls. All right. What's, uh, who else is in this book? <laughs> what, what other characters we got? There was so many that I only heard one time. Dion. Oh, uh, Dion Freeman. Uh, mm -hmm. Well... Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he was the eyes and ears, uh -huh. much like Gandalf. Sure. <laughs> Definitely what comes to mind when I hear Dion, Dion Freeman. Who else? There was Lady in Scene, in the first scene. Lady in Scene. Oh, uh, what was her name? Yeah. Car? Glenn Close. <laughs> Played by Glenn. Oh, his, girl, his girlfriend? Kara. I'm thinking that is Rooney Mara. Let's throw Kate Mara in as uh, Karen. Is this a new who, character for the film only? 
No, no, no Karen was with Dewey. Scene with Dewey. Oh, for the love of God! And then we have the two men pissing at the end. Who are two? What two actors think pissers? These guys pee. Uh huh. Brad Pitt. Yeah, guy, he's got a heavy stream. I th- yeah, I think so. without saying. And then this is tough. You gotta have piss chemistry. Well, one was a math genius. Well, that's Tom Hanks. So you got Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Never I would been love together. to see them pissing in a bowl together. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Don't lie, you would too. It's amazing that we are allowed to have normal lives and careers and then say this and post it online. Tell me you don't want to see that. I'd you, love to see it. That's what I'm saying. All right, well, who do you think stops first? Oh, it's like a the two contest. Well, Brad, because he peed like 30 minutes prior also. You know what? Huh. We know how long Tom Hanks can pee because of the league of their own. He lasts longer. He also pees in Forrest Gump. Brad Pitt can't keep up with that. Hmm. Okay, good. Now we've come. we've got to the bottom of it. Is that it? I'm kind of tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think of more characters. From this I think that's it. Okay, yeah. good. Hey, that's it. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for listening to more of this podcast. We'll do better next time. You can... Oh, I'm out of practice. What do we say here? Thanks to Chris Linguist for our artwork. Mm-hmm. Morris mm-hmm. Reese for our music. Oh. Thanks to you for listening. Oh. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com, AMZM Book Club on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You could subscribe to our Patreon, $5 a month, and you will get every other episode available to you yeah we didn't even talk about that we're gonna start we talked about it last time but we're gonna every other episode is going to be a, a premium episode so if you want the full catalog that's all you got to do five bucks a month uh, if you want to give us a call and leave us a voicemail you can call us at five six seven three oh nine oh three five seven that's it give us a call leave us a voicemail we'll uh, play it on the show and talk to you uh that's is that it do deja I say, vu do i say anything else is that it it's 2020 new decade this is the decade of amazon book club if amazon book club is not a success by the time i'm 40 i will be dead <laughs> in a gutter by my own hand uh have a have a great one we'll catch you next time (laughs) bye